Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 93 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, John Stabler, and joining me in the orange sidewinder for this episode are... No comedy comedy intros this week, I'm afraid. We have Ben Mosswoodwood. Yar, how be you this fine year? <laughs> You're doing your own comedy intros. Okay, let's see if Jarvis can... Let's see if Chris can beat that. And we also have Chris Jarvis. Good Abend. Well, that's technically okay, wrong, but, but I, I don't, I don't ben, know much else. Ben wins. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Sorry, uh, yeah. I didn't get much warning there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I have to admit, that's completely the code's fault. I'm flying on my way down to Lave, and I got interdicted by a lovely commander, um, commander, what was his name, sergeant, commander, sergeant, Cody X, interdicted me, and I was like, please don't shoot me, I'm, I'm a lonely show host from Lave Radio, and he, he sort of like, oh, hello, and kind of then said, you'd let me go, so yay to him for oh, not really? killing I'd me. Have, I'd have killed that for you, I'd have killed you for that. <laughs> he, he, I, he, no, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky <clears throat> if I'm getting 15 frames a second at the moment, and he was flying a federal cutter, I believe, was it? no, the, sorry, the imperial cutter he was flying. So, all things considered, I'm in a rush, I'm not getting a good frame rate, and I like the code when they're not being a bunch of, um, yeah, I, I actually, I like the code, and I like <laughs> being Yeah, don't qualify it, don't qualify it. <laughs> Some careful words teasing going yeah. there. I do like yeah. the code, you know, they, they provide a lot of gameplay. That's good. Okay, I'll remind listeners that you can join us live. Um, the, these two guys are what you're going to hang out Lave Station when you can get there if you're not being interdicted. Yep, yep. Uh, uh, are you doing it in open? In open Lave Station. Um, okay, great stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting 10 frames a second in, the, in space. I'm not going to try landing on a planet. Okay. Well, you can land at a station with, a, with an auto dock, can't you? you know, yeah. Dock. Apart uh, from that, you don't have another computer. Oh, we'll buy one. <laughs> but I need to dock to get one. Oh. Help! <laughs> uh, you can co- if you come to the Leave Radio website and go to the live stream, there's a IRC chat channel in there for you to come and speak to like-minded commanders. Uh, or you can tweet us at Leave Radio. Uh, you can find us at leaveradio.com uh, Leave is the website. Or go to facebook.com forward slash Radio. If anyone's got any questions, chuck them our way, and we will try and answer them. So, it's just the three of us this week, uh, uh-huh. in a hastily put-together lineup. Uh-huh. Um, I kind of... Thank you to... Um, I don't have it in front of me. To the people who posted on the Live Radio uh, Facebook page saying, Hey, is there a podcast tonight? Because then it <laughs> made me think, Oh, yeah. It's I'm, Tuesday, isn't it? Page. It's Tuesday, so I know I'll um, I'll actually go to the document and sign up and say that I can do it. So because um, I haven't been on Skype um, with my new job, I'm not allowed to. I've said this before, I think on the on the podcast, I can't use Skype in work. So uh, I've been cut off from you fellas. Um, but so thank you to um, whoever that was, and thank you to Ben for actually putting show notes together. You can tell he's the most dedicated host. Uh, and thank you for Jarvis for stepping in and making it a trio rather than just me and Ben. <laughs> and they're yelling at each other. It could have been interesting, Ben. <laughs> I've always preferred a threesome, to be honest. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. Okay, so I'll do the, the standard introductions then. So, Ben, tell us what you've been up to this week. 
Well, this week, not a heck of a lot, but since I was on last time, my I've seen Star Wars four times now, I think. Um, four? Four, yeah. Um, but my desktop computer that Commander's very generously donated to me, uh, or donated components to me and things like that, I thought, hey, I, it's working relatively well. I want to get the side fans on it working just to lower the temperatures a little bit when it's doing some stuff. Uh, that required plugging in a power cable so I could get my fans working. I plugged that in, and then my desktop kind of went zzzz. And I've basically been trying to resurrect it since then. Um, I know that my original motherboard went foom. I'm pretty sure that's what the problem was. I had a secondary motherboard which was thrown my direction, but it's either it doesn't work, we didn't, we don't know, or the RAM doesn't work, or something doesn't work. But thankfully, the lovely uh, Commander Snuffler of Please Don't Kill Me Snuffler fame is donating some bits and bats once he's finished doing his plumbing work on his new build. So fingers crossed that should get me. Something that actually runs the game at faster than tens of frames a second. Okay, so uh, so that's it. So you've just basically been watching a shed load of Star Wars, then. I've been watching a shed load of Star Wars, and when I've not been watching Star Wars, engaged. I've been watching Babylon Five because I can't really do a lot of gaming on my current uh, work laptop. So yay for streaming services! Yay. So, Chris Jarvis, what's been Landing keeping you busy? Retracted. I'm a little bit jealous, actually. I'd love to have been able to uh, <laughs> go and see Star Wars four times. I've managed to see it once. Um, oh, uh, and I did get a second. We did have a babysitter for a second uh, cinema trip, but we opted to go and see um, the Charlie and the Snoopy and Charlie Brown movie, uh, which I absolutely loved because I'm a lifelong Peanuts fan. Um, and I, I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Uh, I looked around kind of, you know, about three quarters of the way through and my wife was actually asleep. Um, so she might not have loved it quite as much as I did, but I, 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 I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I've been, if people are watching the Twitch, you'll have seen a failed <laughs> mission come up when the uh, stream first started. I've been having a bit of frustration with Elite, actually. Um, I have been playing it Four, more recently three, since the release of Horizons. Two, um, and... I, because I really like kind of um, playing the missions. I've been coming up with more and more instances where where some of the missions are kind of broken. So I've been a bit frustrated with it. Um, I had a there, there seems to be these new uh, kind of cargo gathering missions where um, um, you have like mission specific cargo. So it's not just enough to like find a particular black box at a at a you know, like a weak signal source, you have to find the black box that relates to the mission site you're meant to go to. And I don't know how it's meant to work, but I absolutely scoured a system for hours um, and almost filled my cargo hole with uh, ancient artifacts at one point. Um, and none of them, none of the ones I picked up were the ones the game wanted for me to actually complete the mission. So it's been a bit frustrating, because I, I went on to the forums to kind of report it and discovered that at least four other people had reported exactly the same bug um, as early as sort of mid-December. Um, so for now, when I'm playing Elite, I'm just avoiding missions now that have the words mission-specific anywhere, uh, because clearly there's a problem there that needs to be resolved. Um, other than that, I've actually been playing another couple of games. Um, 
because obviously it being Christmas, been on the road visiting family, I picked up SteamWorld Heist for the 3DS. Um, I genuinely don't know what other formats SteamWorld Heist is going to be on, um, but if you have a 3DS, it, it's really good fun. Uh, it's kind of a turn-based platformer. If you can imagine such a what? thing. <laughs> if you imagine taking like the combat from XCOM and instead of it being in a 3D environment, you play it as like a side-scrolling level with ladders and barrels and things to hide behind. It's kind of like that. So it's a turn-based combat game, but it takes place in 2D, but a horizontal 2D rather than a... So like a side-scrolling kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. And it's just really nice. And it's um, if you've played SteamWorld Dig, um, it, is, it is absolutely nothing like that. Um, I think they're basically just trying to establish a brand. Um, SteamWorld Heist is a completely different game. Um, and I've also I picked up uh, Satellite Rain in the Steam sale and I've had a little bit of a look at it and just discovered how really hard that game is. Um, so hard I actually thought I was playing it wrong. And then some other people came on and said, no, 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 I'm finding it really hard as well. So, um, Well, you could all just be playing it wrong. Maybe, maybe. Uh, just, I think I've got a bit too used to games where the guards actually have a kind of patrol that they follow. Whereas the ones in Satellite Rain just seem to wander around wherever it pleases them, um, which makes it quite hard to plan, a, plan an infiltration. Um, but maybe that's, maybe that's part of the game. Um, so I'm just going to, Ben's telling me that my, some of my elite sounds are creeping into the broadcast. Um, I'm going to have to go and figure out how to get rid of that because that's on the communication channel, not on the sound effects channel. Let let me figure that out and I will continue my flight to Lave. Okay. Um, well, normally I'd be like going, oh, my week's been quite boring, but, uh, for once I've actually been doing something of interest. Well, to me, anyway, um, I'm actually joining the, um, the 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 population of people that have actually run a Kickstarter. So we had Alan Stroud, who obviously uh, very early in the days of uh, Elite Dangerous had uh, his Labour Revolution uh, Kickstarter that was successful, and Chris Jarvis, of course, has okay. um, kickstarted uh, a couple. And well, hang on, it was we had one. Kickstarter on one Patreon thing, didn't you? That's right, yeah, yeah, we had a Kickstarter for the uh, Chaos Reborn audio drama, and we have an ongoing Patreon for um, Escape Velocity Series 3 and 4, yeah. and however many more we do. Yeah, see, that's where, this is the point where you plug it or something. Yeah, so, patreon.com yeah. forward slash Radio Theatre Workshop. There you go. <laughs> um, so, I thought, um, I thought, well, if Alan can do it, and if Chris can do it, then I can do it. So, um, it's, I know it's not elite related, but I'm just saying that this is what I've been doing. Um, so it's just like a, like a, like a really casual kind of stupid game. Um, and, um, for those that, whenever I say, oh, blah, 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 new game, they're like, oh, what happened to Wire Wars? Well, Wire Wars is actually, the code's done. Uh, it's not dead or anything like that. It's just got content that needs putting in. Um, and if it wasn't for why I was, I wouldn't have lots of cool networking codes that actually works and will be going into the new project. So I don't know. Should I? Should I even bother with this? Anyway, there's a Kickstarter oh. going live on Thursday, so awesome. I will probably post. I'll probably post on Leave Radio or something like that. So if you want to check it out, you can. Yeah. And if you've got some working network code, are you going to send it to Frontier? Ooh, hard. <laughs> Ooh, nice. <laughs> I like it. I'm joking. 
Frontier, we love you. Yeah. I'm joking. I think their network code is a bit more sophisticated than a kind of like a, oh, like a 16 player kind of just, you know, server client thing. Uh, so that's what I've been doing is uh, it's, awesome. you know, Kickstarters are just really tiring because it takes you like two weeks to put the campaign together. Um, well, if that's if you're doing a proper campaign, if I, I don't know if any of you guys actually just browse Kickstarter and look at the games on there, but some people just upload a picture and put some text on, yeah, and then ask for two hundred grand. <laughs> yeah, like, I've, I've noted a few. There's been a, a few Kickstarters I've noted that that kind of haven't been successful, and I'm, I've come to it and I thought actually this looks quite a nice project. Why hasn't this Kickstarter made it over the line? And it's basically because they just put the Kickstarter up didn't tell anyone about it they they posted two updates over the course of the entire project um so i don't really know kind of what they were hoping to happen like i have one mate uh, i say a mate a sort of acquaintance on facebook from old sort of machinima days and he was trying to get five thousand dollars together to make a, a live action you know kind of short film thing um and the first time i heard him mention it on facebook was when he said something like um oh my kickstarter's got um, my, you know, my Kickstarter's got like nine hours to go. Don't think it's going to make it. And I went onto his Kickstarter, and he had like two backers. And I was like, oh. surely, like amongst all the people that you know on Facebook, I mean, even if you you weren't able to get across the line, you must have been able to convince more than two people to support you in the course yeah. of like thirty days. So that's really, I think that's just him. He just put it up, and he didn't tell anyone about it. Um, so yeah, don't do that, John. Um, no, no. Well, at least that, now, as long as I get more than two people, I'm not going to be as bad as that guy. Exactly. Exactly. You'll, you'll, I'll, you'll have my axe. Um, <laughs> and uh, but the, I think the, other, I think I agree with what you're saying that Kickstarter, Kickstarter time. When I did the Kickstarter for Chaos Reborn, I had originally, <clears throat> I had originally factored into my working time that I would spend the duration of the Kickstarter kind of writing scripts and actually working on the audio drama. And none of that happened. Realistically, all I worked on throughout the course of the Kickstarter was the Kickstarter and trying to promote it and trying to come up with different ways to promote it and doing graphics for it and all those sorts of things. So uh, they are really, you know, Kickstarters are really hard work. And I think if I was going to do another one, I would have to factor in the fact that I would just get nothing else done. Um, I was fortunate, really, that I even managed to get the Escape Velocity Patreon kind of done in the middle of that. Um, but you know to do that i had to sort of step away from the kickstarter for a week um so yeah who knows cool. so hopefully next this time next week i'll be telling people about my experience um yeah. so far and it'll either be oh my god i've got like you know 100 odd backers or something <coughs> or it'll be oh why doesn't anyone love me so um yeah social experiment right there yeah, I'm usually more like the second. I, I take things very personally. Like I, like I had like over 100 backers, and then I had one person kind of remove their pledge. And I was like, why did that one person remove their pledge? You, you don't pay attention to the 100 people who are still supporting you. There's that one person that's spat yeah. in your soup. Do you know, you know who it is as well, though, don't you? So at least you know yes. where they live. Everything. I don't think you get their shipping addresses until the thing's actually completed, but... Uh, oh, it's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should do a 12-hour live stream. I recommend it. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, um, I suppose we better talk some elite stuff. Although, how much elite stuff have we got to talk about? I'm not too sure. Um, 
Ben's been kind enough to put these notes together. Um, how's the, um, should we start with the newsletter, or has there been some exciting development news that I'm unaware of? There's been an exciting headline just now. I've seen Ben posting in Skype. Exciting news, but I haven't had a moment to click on the link and actually see what it is. Ben, what's the exciting news? I have not. I'm trying to fly to Lave. Oh. Um, I, I actually think we should go off and invite uh, Commander Marktis over on onto the chat, because hopefully he's read it. Uh, he seems to be getting very excited <laughs> about it, though. Don't just go randomly inviting people onto the show. You never know who will turn up. What? It could be worse. Can okay, you say actually, actually I've seen this story earlier today, so I can actually tell go you about it. it, believe it or not. <laughs> I actually, I'm actually going to be somebody who knows what they're talking about for once. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is the HTC Vive. So, well, let's, let's, let's cover some other VR news. So they're going to start taking pre-orders for the Oculus Rift on, oh, tomorrow, the 6th. Yeah. Um, so, um, and then Vive are making an announcement, I think, a few hours later or something. Whether that's to say what, uh, you know, give a hard launch date or not, I don't know, because they seem to have put off a public release until April. But the story we're talking about now is that HTC, uh, the, the Vive, um, they've announced a new feature, and they basically said this is the feature that's kind of held it up a bit. So there's now a camera on the front of it. Um, and so this is there to address the problems that people were suggested. Well, think pe- people were worried about the fact that you had your goggles on, you couldn't see anything in the room. Apparently, this camera is going to kind of look at what's in your room and then give you like you know warnings in game, visual cues about stuff that's in the room. And there's also the potential there for it to actually take that data and actually use it within uh, applications. So, for instance, you know, if you've got a sofa in the room, you could potentially, you know, uh, see the sofa, and then it could put it into the game, and you know, and you could find, know that you could sit on that sofa within the game. So that, that sounds pretty cool. Potentially. I think the important thing that I want to know is, will it show me where about on my desk my mug of coffee is, and will it show me <laughs> drinking my mug of coffee? Well, I, I, I missed. Well, no, uh, no. Apparently not. Apparently, uh, it, it's. I take it there'll be like a button, and it'll kind of like bring, um, you know, bring your kind of the, the outside world in a bit more. Mm. And if the camera's got enough resolution, that it'll be like a. I'd imagine it'd be like a um, edge detecting algorithm, or something like that. And then you could probably see a mug and pick it up. So I can't see why not. So I saw a picture online today of this guy wearing a VR headset and all his mates around him in a circle, basically mooning him like three inches from his face um, with the caption, this is why virtual reality headsets need a front-facing camera. Hmm. So maybe it's to get around that, that problem. Yeah, because quite often, I, you know, there's people just <laughs> appear in my house and start mooning me. Yeah. And it's only going to get worse with VR. It, it, clearly, clearly it's one of those things that will only, <laughs> only degrade. So yeah, yeah. So the so the news the the VR news I heard today, and I don't know if anyone can confirm or deny this. I just it went past in my stream. Someone said that if you backed the um, what's it called the Oculus Rift at DK one, that you'll get the commercial version one for free. Oh really? That is that. Would I've heard exactly that as well. Nice. Yep. And Commander Phoenix Defire is actually just very nicely confirming it for us. Okay, lovely. You're in now. Brilliant. 
So that's quite a big thing. And that must have been quite a significant, I mean, particularly with the sale to Facebook. Um, that's quite a big thing that they will have to have kind of factored into their um, uh, costs for the project. Yeah, but I mean, how many people actually backed it at that level? I mean, it's sure it's chump change to Facebook, you know. And I take it they're doing this before um, before he gives all his money away. <laughs> Is this before he gives me my Millennium Falcon and Unicorn that I've been promised for sharing his status? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe that's what Zuckerberg meant when he said that he was going to give all his money away. It's just going to all to DK1 pledges. <laughs> yeah. It's philanthropy of a sort, isn't it? Yeah. Do we know, is it DK1 pledges at the Kickstarter level, or is it anyone and everyone who bought a DK1, or do we know what exactly it was? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Less altruistically, it might be only the Kickstarter people, just to make sure that they're kind of not found to be, you know, legally wanting when it comes to um, fulfilling their Kickstarter promises. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, well, I suppose that's good news. So, um, did any, any of us actually get a DK1 from from Kickstarter? Grant must have done it. Or did he get one second-hand? I can't, you know, like off, no, off of eBay or yeah, something. I don't know. I thought Grant had about two or three DK1s eventually. Yeah, that's because he steals them from people. He's like, <laughs> he's like a, he's like a full-on Jedi. He just talks people into giving him them. Uh, but in his defence, though, he does kind of redistribute them after he gets bored. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> although, to be fair, I haven't received one. Oh, oh I had his in my, I had it in my house for about four months. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And did you actually use it? Oh, I did. Um, I, I think I used it enough to talk myself out of buying one on day one <laughs> because uh, i uh, originally when i kind of had just tried the oculus rift at like lavecon and things i was completely wowed by the technology um and i thought this is absolutely going to be something i'm going to want for my elite dangerous setup kind of on day one and then actually having had it in the house for a few months um I actually found that because of the performance issue, obviously with PC hardware, I think actually the specs that they've you know released for VR stuff really dangerous is actually very fair because they're talking about you needing to run the game at like sixty to eighty frames a second in order for it to be comfortable. And I found more that like ninety plus. Yeah, I mean, I actually found that I had to turn my game settings so low in order to make the Oculus Rift smooth. I'd actually rather just play it on a ten eighty p monitor at like ultra settings than play it in VR at like 640 by 480 kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, so. I know they've said the Vive, it's certainly, you know, it runs at 90 hertz, so that suggests a 90, uh, a 90 frames per second would be uh, ideal, I guess. Which is weird. I've never really understood these frame rate things because I don't believe that the human eye is actually that sensitive to frame rates over 50 hertz anyway. But Well, I, maybe the eye might not be able to notice it, but uh, apparently um, the brain notices it in the form of nausea. So, well, um, possibly. I am. I am generally the the first person to throw up if there is any kind of unusual motion um, with anything. So, I'm just going to land because if anything bad happens to me, um, I'm going to respawn like a hundred light years away. Yeah, I have to, I'm pulling up to Lave Station just now. Just decelerated whilst I was talking and telling Commander Snoz that it is John Stabler, Chris Jarvis, and myself, Adela Weiss, who are in tonight. Okay, should we talk about the newsletter? because uh, it starts off strong with the 24-hour charity live stream featuring 
Ed, guys, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be a bit of a dick now and admit that I didn't watch it because um, because it was on like a weekday, so I'm in work, <laughs> and then I yeah. come home and I'm tired and I go to bed. So, uh, did anyone actually watch this? I watched. I watched the very very end of it. Okay. It was, it, was, it, was just, it, was, it was kind of in the run-up to Christmas, and things were just... Like you say, I mean, you were at work. I had Eden most of the day, and it was quite hard to, to watch stuff. And plus, the um, uh, the the YouTube Live app continues to refuse to work on my Android phone. Um, I can watch it if I want to watch a silent movie, um, but I don't get any sound on it. So, you know, if it had been Twitch, I might have just kept it with me throughout the day. Um, but the bits I watched were very entertaining. Um and they did really well on kind of really surpassing their target and uh, raising a lot of money. So that was really good. Twenty-five grand for special effects, which yeah, is uh, that's a huge chunk of change. So well done to Ed and the Frontier team for doing that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, and that is an excellent charity. Uh, the the second uh, bit of news, which I think was the, the coolest thing that I've seen. Um, I don't know how you guys feel. Was the Frontier Elite Two remake? video yeah it's nice it is good you can tell a lot of effort went into that so um uh, should i think play i it? caught it should <laughs> play it if i can figure out yeah oh, actually no she's not gonna be very entertaining for the podcast though is it it'll be great for the twitch it's audio but, only uh, yeah, yeah. The, in terms of audio we'll basically just be playing the theme from the original frontier so apparently yeah. the twitch i think they'd got. rather listen to your um you say that like, like it's version. a bad thing <laughs> <laughs> Um, Mark Distanton said the Twitch stream has dropped. Um, I don't know what to say. I'm still broadcasting. Um, so I don't know what is going on with Twitch. John, what can you, you were in Twitch, weren't you? I was, but the, my browser crashed. I will revisit it and I will let you know. Um, sorry about that, folks. Ben's just trying to dock in Lave Station. Shall I see if I can um, prang him in the door on the way out? Oh, thank you very much. Let me just get my pips and shields. And remember, I am bigger than you. Are you? What are you in? A conda. Oh, okay. I'll probably keep my ass out of the way then. We're probably not even in the same instance. I'm being very confident here. Well, I'm guessing we are if you saw that I said that I'm lo- docking. Um, I've, I've talked about local, in local chats. Oh, okay. That's fair enough. And I didn't know if it was just like a friend level thing. Uh, I don't see you in the doorway, though. So maybe you beat me in. So I'm going to head over to where I can see some players. There's, uh, there's Mark. Here. So what was that, Ben? I think you said you are here. Okay, awesome. Um, yeah, I got a... Um, um, I mean, the stream did pop up for me, but um, it's, I got like a waiting, like a buffering thing at the moment. Uh, but people in the Twitch chat say it's working for them, or it's back at least. Yeah. So I don't know whether that's you or or Twitch, right? So we'll just have to who, carry on who regardless. We can't really do the Elite Two intro. If you haven't seen it yet, it is in the there is a link in the newsletter. It's a YouTube video where they uh, successfully, I think, recreate the um, uh, the the Frontier Elite Two intro. In fact, in some respects, it's better because um, some of the camera work on the cities on the planet's surface was very good. Yeah, kind of. Nice. Yeah, I was quite impressed. And apparently the bit that took them a lot of effort was the, the synchronising of players arriving from hyperspace in the same location. Oh, I can imagine um, that, sir, yeah. 
I was trying to work yeah. out how they time the explosion because I never know <laughs> when I'm attacking a ship um, when when the thing's actually going to explode. If if I because I was thinking I was going to try the other day and film um, a ship flying through an explosion and the timing on it's really awkward to work out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So well done to that. Well done to those guys. Um, I'll, I will actually read their names. It's uh, Commanders Fusion Sharpshifter. Nosnai, Simmer, and Vonner. So, well done, guys. That was... Uh, I think we've been talking about, you know, who's going to recreate it for, you know, it's on and off for quite a while, so it's, it's good that it's actually been done. And I dare say that it'll be done again as soon as we have planet, uh, you know, landing with planets with atmospheres to get um, you know, a better kind of city feel and, you know, clouds and things like that. Apparently I'm hissing. Well, I'm very sorry about that. There's not much I can do. Horizons trailer competition. So, I don't know how they got to this, but to celebrate our Star Wars Force Force Awakens cinema trailer. Okay, okay, no, I did see that. Did you see that trailer when you went to um, see Star Wars? I saw it and I had my son shout out, I play that game, well, that's his dad played that game. And I was actually sitting there in my Elite Dangerous pirate t-shirt at the time as well. Oh, nice. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I saw it. Um, I was a bit flummoxed, though, why they didn't use uh, footage from the Horizons um, expansion to kind of sex it up a bit. Uh, oh, was it not the new trailer, then? No, it was it's stuff that was trailer. kind of... Yeah, do you remember the first, the launch trailer? Um, yeah, it was yeah. very much like the Xbox launch trailer, wasn't it? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but it still I, looked cool. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see the trailer in the cinema because... Uh, uh, I'll say it's because you can hear me. Um, oh, I went to the cinema with my wife, and we don't get to the cinema in time to watch trailers. Well, that's probably we, for the best. <laughs> we get there just as, like, the card comes up that says, here's your film. So, uh, no, I missed that. Yeah, because apart from the Elite trailer, and, um, no, that was it. Um, there wasn't anything of interest. Oh, Deadpool. That was the only good other thing that I saw. Um, and I'm not a comic book person, but I do actually want to watch that. Um, Talking about comic book, is it Deadpool, I think it is? Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh, I couldn't actually hear what, which comic book thing you were talking about. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I saw the trailer for Deadpool before Star Wars. Oh, did you? Mm. Okay, we didn't have that trailer. Presumably not the Red Band trailer. No, no, it had obviously been sanitised to you know. Because uh, I'm not sure. Feature. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how you um, how you would advertise Deadpool without <laughs> including any of the really offensive stuff in it. Well, the thing is, it's all right. I mean, what's the point in removing all the swearing and actual violence from a f- film trailer to, just to show it at a twelve A when you know that? Well, I think it's just <laughs> assuming the adults are going to go and watch it. You know. But um, don't take your kids to go and see Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, that's no, my, quite. That's my, that's my tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so, yeah, so basically they had this trailer competition um, where people had to create their own trailer. And uh, I haven't looked at the thread yet. I would like to do that for next week um, because I'm hoping that I'll be available for the podcast. Um, <laughs> so I think next week... We, we can discuss them because it gives more people a chance to enter as well because I get the feeling that uh, people have been busy over Christmas. Mm. Um, yeah, 
unfortunately, we just there's just not a lot of uh, news, really, is there? News. I, I confess, I've oh, not been a lot of. I've actually read the. Uh, I've not actually read the show that's so I confess. What, what, what was, <laughs> the, did, was anybody there for the New Year's Eve laser show? What was that? About? I wish I'd seen that, but I was unfortunately <laughs> getting drunk with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and wife and well my son wasn't getting drunk but he was up oh. so i have I, I missed out on all the lovely community events that were happening over christmas because i was basically being a dad well i know have we got um i don't suppose we've got uh, i know grant's not around but i don't know if david pearson's listening to the show is he because there's actually quite a lot going on with hutton at the moment um but i do not feel qualified to say exactly what is going on um but there is it's not it's not a community event um but i believe that hutton truckers are on the verge of uh, having a minor faction expansion within the game and i think there is a war zone somewhere there is a war zone in one of the wise systems as i Mm. I believe um but because of my tech issues, I basically I can't do any of these things. You know, I consider myself lucky that I can sit outside of outside of Live Station and see the chat come up. Yeah. Um, so it's Wise oh eight five five oh seven one four. Interestingly enough, if you phone that number, you get to speak to a, a lovely young gentleman. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, apparently there's a conflict zone in Wise uh, 08550714 uh, and you, you can take the side of the Hutton Orbital Truckers and battle out that war zone, make a whole load of money for yourself, up your elite combat rating and help the Hutton Truckers with their thing that's not a community goal. I don't know what we should call it. We're, I think that we're expanding into this Wise system or trying yeah. to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or you can take on missions in Wise or Alpha Centauri uh, that are missions for Hutton Orbital Truckers, and that will also help increase their influence. Um, I hope that's right. <laughs> if someone that's involved in it has heard any of that uh, and knows that I am completely wrong about what you need to do. Um, I'm sorry, the Twitch is really boring. Um, yeah, so that's going on. Please do, please do assist. So what I'm doing is I'm asking everyone on chat to tell me who's getting an Oculus and who's getting a Vive. Okay. Because... Um, you know, as I said, I haven't had much chance to speak to many people and get a uh, like a feeling for which one's most popular. I mean, obviously, Oculus is going to be out first, so there's going to be a bunch of people that are just going to buy it because it's the first thing that's available. But I'm actually um, trying to. I'm wondering who is going to wait for the Vive, or who's going to wait for um, you know re- proper reviews by you know professional uh, you know reviewers. Um, and so far, it looks like the Vive is winning. I'm going to keep an eye on that. I'm going to try and get scientific. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I maintain what I said a, a long time ago, which is that actually if the DK, you know, if, if Oculus had managed to get a commercial version to market round about the time of the Elite launch party, they would have absolutely just owned the market. There'd have been, do you know what I mean? If they'd managed to just really push that DK2 quality and... Um, uh, sort out the detail issues and the frame rate issues, they would have had absolutely no competition in the marketplace. And what they've done is they've now left it for so long that actually there's several competitors in the market that are not only able to do everything that the DK, that the Oculus Swift has been promising um, everyone for a while, um, but actually they're potentially going to be doing it better. And I think it was a real 
I think it was a real mistake on Oculus's part to go for so long without a commercial release. I mean, even even six months ago, they could have claimed kind of solitary ground um, and given themselves a real head start in the market. But I just think now they're, they're going to have to, sh- you know, every sale virtually they're going to have to share um, with somebody else, I think. And I think it's, you know, from a business point of view, it's 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 not brilliant. Um, in terms of, obviously, gamers and consumers, I mean, it's brilliant to actually have some choice uh, and to have a whole load of different things that you can um, choose from. And hopefully the support from them within games will be pretty transparent uh, and it won't be a case of, like, you know, if you want to play Elite Dangerous, you have to have a Vive. If you want to play COD, you have to have an Oculus Rift or any of those kind of problems um, that maybe have historically plagued hardware releases like this. Well, yeah, I also I think, everyone... though, Go on. I think that, um, well, Facebook and, or Oculus, whoever you want to say, really shot themselves in the foot with them. Well, A, their treatment of Frontier and maybe other developers as well uh, with when they went off and changed their APIs. Because, you know, Frontier was all over the Oculus Rift and they were really working closely together. And then it seems like basically something happened and, well, Frontier basically said, well, until you got... From what I understand, Frontier said something along the lines of until you guys actually give us something solid we can develop against... There's not a lot we can we we can't keep changing the goalposts. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think that's completely fair. And to be fair, every time David Rabin's mentioned uh, VR recently, he's been talking about him using a Vive. So maybe he has a new favourite. I think because I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, and I'm not I'm not saying this as like a this isn't like me accusing anyone of anything. I'm genuinely not doing that. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if. Uh, frontier didn't make a good number of deals with certain suppliers and uh, developers round about the time of sort of e3 or egx um because it was after those shows that suddenly all of frontiers video output moved over to youtube live um and also they were suddenly talking about the the vive instead of the oculus rift so i wouldn't be surprised if you know having had a chance to go to those industry shows and talk to the people who are involved in these different technologies, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make some kind of partnership deal. Um, not even, not like an official thing, but even just a kind of, you know, you get chatted up by these different suppliers at events like this, uh, and maybe they, you know, like maybe YouTube completely convinced Frontier to come over to their YouTube gaming platform um, instead of using Twitch. You know, I think they- you're probably right there. I mean, I know for a fact that... Oh, Vive and Frontier. Uh, Vive is basically showcasing Frontier uh, on uh, HCC's stands. So at the oh the what was the, the recent convention in Birmingham, the ER one or something like that. That Ed re- Ed was recently recently at Frontier didn't have a stand, but Ed and another ambassador were there working directly with HTC showing off Elite Dangerous on the Vive. Absolutely. And like I say, I'm not I'm not mentioning it as like a negative thing. These are the ways that these are the ways that deals get made and um things get done. I mean I I don't think I'd have necessarily had a an audio drama license for Chaos Reborn 
if I hadn't met Julian at LaveCon and kind of talked to him about my enthusiasm for audio drama uh, and, and my idea kind of for the project. Um, you know, these kind of events do grease the wheels for, for you know, for those sorts of arrangements. And um, Well, and it all depends on support, doesn't it? Because at the end of the day, if you're just talking to someone, uh, you know, up, uh, at a convention and they're saying, hey, have you seen our Vive? You know, and if they make it really easy for you, you know, easier than whatever relationship you have with other VR uh, vendors, you know, like they send you all the kit, they give you all the support you need, they may even send a developer to your offices for a week to, you know, help you along or something like that. You know, that goes a long way to making sure that, you know, you, it's, you know it's worth spending the time to do it then. So, um, yeah. if, if that, that kind of thing has happened, then I, I think that's, a, that's actually a good thing for um for players because it means that you're going to get you're not going to get a buggy implementation no quite so there we go so i i'm personally um i, I don't know if i said i'm i'm leaning towards the vive simply because um you know every everything they everything they announce just gets me more excited about it whereas um as you said chris oculus have just taken too long you know, yeah. and it's like when they release it, there'd have to be something really amazing about it, which they'd kept under wraps for me to like pay attention to it because I, I, I just don't know what they've been doing this time. Yeah. Uh, apart from sticking loads of Facebook blue stickers on all the headsets <laughs> or something, I don't know. Just I don't, a, oh, no, I'm joking. A hardware like button on the side of the headset. And you can just <laughs> yeah. press to thumbs up whatever it is you're currently looking at. Yeah. No, I think we've been a bit a bit mean, but I, I you know, <laughs> I, I still have no idea what Oculus have been up to. Um, but um, then again, I mean, Facebook haven't done a project, a hardware project like this before, have they? Um, I know they've done some internet kind of sharing projects, but they haven't done anything like this. Whereas HTC, uh, you know, you'd hope that they know what they're doing when it comes to creating an electronics product with a big screen in it. Um, so maybe they just had an easier time of it, I guess. So, um, should we move on oh, to the main topic? Well, I was going to say, from that, should we move on to the massively art- article uh, that was basically revolving around a video that our very own Commander Phoenix Defire did? Oh, yeah. Because that's all about the Google Cardboard. Oh, nice! Okay. So you don't you don't need to spend several bazillion dollars getting to twin uh, Titan nine eighty Is and you know having some kick ass i seven CPU with seventy nine gigs of RAM and all that kind of malarkey. You can actually do it for twenty quid. Can you just uh, give us a rundown of what it is and how it works differently? Oh. To- Okay, so basically what Google Cardboard does is you sellotape your phone in front of your eyes, basically wearing a piece of cardboard. And okay. there, there is some software involved. Um, there's some very, oh, I'm going to say fairly smart guys, who name I can't remember because Colin's the one who did all this stuff. There's basically there's a, there's some stuff that allows Google Cardboard to be tied in with games like Elite Dangerous and once you're all synchronized up, so once you, you, you have to dial in your how much you're looking left and right for it to actually go and pan the camera, 
Uh, it's also, I think Colin had to do a bit of a hack getting it working with the ED tracker as well. Okay. But once you've got it all up and running, then you do have a basic virtual reality system. Has he fixed with the... Your has he, has he fixed the problem I had with Google Cardboard and Elite Dangerous specifically, which is that because the only 3D output um, Elite actually oh. provides is side-by-side um, -side TV mode, I found that I, got, I ended up having to play the game in a horrible aspect ratio, which basically meant every time you rolled, everything just kind of sheared and distorted. That was what put me off using it. Please stand by. Commander Phoenix Defier can actually join us for this call. Hello, everybody. Yay! You can actually tell us what the hell this is all about. Right, well, um, just to touch on the subject, um, I, wanted, I knew that I could get uh, Google Cardboard working with uh, uh, standard Elite Dangerous, but I wanted to see, because, uh, because Horizons is up the spec, whether or not it would still work. Uh, and I'm pleased to say that it, it still does. Now, Chris, you said you had problems with the aspect ratios. Yeah, it was horrible. Well, yeah, you can. You still have to put it in side by side view, but you can now get um, uh, filters and and uh, things that alter the aspect ratio to actually put things into uh, into focus better. Yeah, I know. So, I know. I, yeah, I just I, I I did discover those. I I personally could not get those filters to work at all. Um, I couldn't get them to change the slightest thing about my game. Um, in fact, it's as a test because I wasn't sure if I was doing it right or wrong. I actually tried to use the filter software to just change the display to black and white, and I couldn't yeah. even get it to do that. Uh, so I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how those filters are supposed to work, but it's not. It, you know, it's it's not an easy end user task. It's quite a complicated bit of hacking. Yeah, it, it, it is a little bit of a hack uh, to start off with to get it right and to get it customized for yourself i mean bear in mind i actually don't use uh the standard google cardboard because you can get very cheap headsets uh with proper lenses and adjustable lenses in them for about 30 to 40 quid uh, mine actually cost 20 off ebay but um mine was the mine was the color cross um i mean i'm not the only person that's been doing this i mean we've got uh, cpt white uh on the uh, on the how to playing elite with Google Cardboard, which you'll find in the forums somewhere uh, in the virtual reality section, and he's gone through a very very extensive list of how to actually set everything up using uh, Moonlight and FreeTrack. So if you've got an Nvidia card, that's that that gives you an uh, an added advantage. Uh, but the the surprising thing was, and this is based on. Um, I had problems, first of all, with uh, FreeTrack because Horizons is a 64-bit um, program and FreeTrack, the, the version that came with Trinus, was 32-bit at the time. It's since then been upgraded, so um, you now don't even need to use the ED tracker. It, everything's still uh, in Trinus, uh, Trinus's uh, software. So you get head tracking, you get decent resolution. I won't say it's as good as uh, DK2, but I will say for, you know, about for 30 quid, you're able to um, you're able to get a taste of what it's like in VR. Um, although, 
you know, it takes about three or four hours to get things set up how you like it. But then again, once you've got it set up, you can go straight back into it again and again and again. No, that's interesting. That's interesting. Although, like I say, I think because I, I mean, I just had a base Google Cardboard. Um, I didn't, I didn't make it. I bought a, a kit um, that was basically just the pure Google spec, um, and that cost me about I think twelve quid or something like that. And I, I have to say, mm. I really liked it. I really liked the effect. Uh, I really liked the the, the, the kind of the, the simplicity of it. The, the things I didn't like was that it the the little magnetic button on the side was the wrong side for my phone. And yes. um, the other problem I had was that um, it's, it's quite the, the actual cardboard one I found after about 15 minutes was really hurting the bridge of my nose. Just because um, you're, you're basically just resting a piece of cardboard on the bridge of your nose, which is not <laughs> a comfortable thing to do with rigid cardboard, I can assure you. Um, oh, I, yeah, you know, I completely understand that. Um, but I actually, yeah. I was quite impressed until I, until I started flying. I was really impressed with the basic effect, and then I realised I needed to sort out this kind of barrel distortion thing, and that that was the bit that I just could not get working. Um, and I will say, you know, in kind of as because well, I borrowed your colour cross for a while. Thank you very much. Um, the problem with the colour cross, as opposed to the cardboard implementation, is if, like my phone, you have to connect it using USB. Because bear in mind, a USB connection will give you the best latency. Yes, um, it does. If you're using the colour cross, you're you're going to be quite lucky if the colour cross has a hole in it where you need to put your USB lead. I, I found uh, when I tried to use your colour cross that I would have had to have drilled a small hole in the side of it in order to actually plug the USB lead into my phone. Yeah, I mean, Which one is, of the things that you know, yeah, one of the things worth that, bearing in mind for people. Yeah, one of the problems that I have is because I'm wearing glasses, I actually had to cut my colour cross up a bit so that I could fit the the, the headset on me while I'm wearing my glasses. Yeah, and, and it's yours. You can do that. I, I, you know, I didn't want to do that to yours while I was borrowing it. Yeah, <laughs> much appreciated. But, yeah, no, no, no worries at all. Um, but but yeah. and the the reaction was actually quite uh, quite surprising because I didn't expect massively to pick it up or or do anything like or anything like that. And I've had sort of people from the Guardian say, is, is this true? And I went, uh, yes, here's the video, here's how you do it. Um, so that that was quite interesting. Um, but the, the long and short of it is, is that I played it for half an hour and uh, a couple of hours after it. And uh, with Horizons, I think my graphics card can't handle the side-by-side view. I've got a GTX 660, and approaching a planet, um, it was down to 15 frames a second. But then when back up to a single uh, screen, that went up to 28 frames a second. So I think the good. Um, I'm going to have to upgrade the graphics card just to make sure that I can do this uh, in the future. Yeah, I mean, I found with the... Um, you've got to bear in mind with... I, I think with anything you're doing Google Cardboard is there is absolutely no point outputting two side-by-side 1080p displays when you only have a single 1080p display on your phone i mean do have a Mm. careful think about what the actual pixel resolution of your phone is um because anything you're getting the game to render above that is going to be completely pointless Um, and yeah and it just it wastes not only um the processing power on the phone but it also heats the phone up 
because yeah. it tries to. Yeah, so yeah, there, there has been occasions where I thought, "Oh, this 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 headset's getting a little worn." And also, and also worth bearing in mind that if you are using these um, shaders uh, post, you know, because these shaders are post processing shaders, so the game yes. will render its entire image, and then this shader will take that image and and resize it. So if you're giving it a smaller image to begin with, actually, you're making those filters have to do less work as well. One thing that would have been handy is actually having, uh, some people have asked Frontier for, you know, the side-by-side view to actually set that up as a custom instead of a straight, uh, straightforward uh, 50-50 split. But, um, yeah, that's going to be an awful lot of work on Frontier's behalf and not very little reward, so I don't see them doing that. Do you think it would be possible to have some overlap and things like that if they ever do do this kind of thing? You know, this is the field of view for left frame, this is the field of view for right frame. And maybe in the middle, the two actually kind of meet and overlap? Uh, well, the, the, the software that I use for this, Trinus, already does that. Um, okay. the, the main problem that we have is that um, your eye, I, I think it's um, 8 by 9 but you're actually getting two screens which are um, uh, a widescreen format or whatever the format you've got. So it, you've always got this kind of fisheye look. Which, which can be a little bit dis- disorientating. And that's one of the things that Oculus and, and Vive actually have done a lot to, to alleviate. So, um, but like I said, it's really just to, to see whether or not you can have a quick sample to, to, to have a look at VR and see whether it's for you. You know, you don't want to spend thousands on a, on a graphics card and, th- uh, and hundreds on a, on a, uh, on a on the Oculus Rift headset, uh, just to find out. Oh, don't like it. No, that's fair enough. I mean, is it basically giving you the same as mouse look? Uh, effectively, yes. The I mean, there is some. Um, you can actually set up uh, head roll, but I find that a little bit too. Oh, you can set that up, can you? Yeah, you can. You can set up. Um, oh. uh, you know, pitch, height, and roll. But okay, is that in the... That's in the... The Trinus the, software, um, yeah. Okay, so that's only in the Trinus software, not in the Elite Dangerous uh, bindings? Uh, no, it's not in the Elite Dangerous bindings, because it uses Sorry. FreeTrack. Okay. Uh, and, you know, as long as you've configured it, I always disable the role, because that's the bit that makes me feel sick. Right. I can look left, right, up and down without a problem, but as soon as I start rolling my head about, that's when I feel a little, uh, yeah, nauseous. Sure. Yeah, so I've been interested in this because I've been discussing the Ed Trekker with a number of people on Facebook recently um, mm-hmm. because I think there's been a whole load of new players come into uh, into the game that maybe haven't encountered the Ed Trekker. Uh, and if you're, oh, yeah. if, if you're new to Lave Radio or you're new to Elite Dangerous, do, do have a good hard look at the... Um, do have a good hard look at the the ed tracker because for me personally if you're watching on twitch i'm actually using it at the moment it's a little box Mm. that sits on my head and just gives me the option to look around at everything that's going on and i can you know if i was shooting at this uh, ben's anaconda which i'm not oh it's just vanished have you you just combat logged ben um quick report him He's not responding. I suspect his internet might have gone. Um, oh no! So yeah, I'm using the air tracker now, and I'm just looking around, and I can look at my side displays. I can look at all my side displays. I can look at the new SRV landing display. Um, the air tracker is absolutely brilliant. 
uh and you can either go for like a cheap option where you do a bit of soldering yourself or you can pay the guys a little bit more i think it's like um 45 quid now or something they will pre-build yes. the thing for you do all the uh, soldering and send it to you as, as a working bit of kit but this is the thing that interests me because the latest version of the ed tracker offers three axes of movement instead of two uh-huh. which presumably means they they support head roll in the ed tracker yes. but does that mean they've had to change the way ed tracker works with elite dangerous because my ed tracker i still just have look up and down bound to the ed tracker as a joystick uh-huh. whereas as you yeah. say if you want the full six degrees of freedom you actually need mm-hmm. to bind it to mouse look or or you know or, or, or um free track or whatever yeah i mean uh free track is this um protocol same yeah. as uh, ir track which will handle head tracking so you don't actually have to set it up um in your bindings um, basically, it's a case of um, you, you'll click the uh, the mouse button, uh, and then you'll be able to look about. Uh, I mean, I've got, sorry, I've got my my free, my head my uh, head tracking set up to bound on my on, on my middle mouse button, so that um, I've got a little bit of control. Otherwise, I think I'd I'd, I'd get very nauseous very quickly. Um, so. But what that will do is that will enable Elite Dangerous to talk to FreeTrack without having to bind any left, right, up, down mouse or mouse looks or anything like that. Uh, and if they've moved it up to uh, three uh, direct, three axes uh, with the EG tracker, that's that's I mean fair play to them. That's a good that's a good piece of uh, that's a, a good innovation. That one. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, Enchiv saying the price. Yeah, I mean, Enchiv's saying that his head tracker's quite old, or, or her, I don't know who Enchiv is, his or her head tracker is quite old um, and has roll, um, so it's not that new. Uh, and I've just said, you know, I bought my um, head tracker just after LaveCon 2014, so I don't know, um, I don't know how recently they've kind of added uh, stuff. I will say, though, because I've, I've got the head tracker that you periodically have to reset the um, the drift on it, um, yes. So for for those of you who don't know, the Ed Tracker uses a mobile phone style motion chip to track head movement, um, and because of things like temperature and various other things, every now and again you will find that its accuracy drifts off, and you have to kind of configure it and reset it. But I believe the latest models of the Ed Tracker feature yeah. a a compass, an electronic compass, which totally negates the need to do that. So that's very yes, exciting. Uh, I don't normally ask for free stuff. What I should do is I should say, you know, my track is getting on a bit. And then if the, if the Ed Tracker guys, <laughs> if the Ed guys would like a review on Lave Radio, I would happily, uh, receive whatever your latest model is. And I will talk about it. I'm, I'm kidding. Guys. <laughs> um, but if you, but if, you know, if you're listening and you haven't tried an Ed Tracker, if you, um, if you go to an event like Elite Meet or LaveCon, uh, apologies for any of our uh, American or, or, or other far-flung cousins who might be listening, because um, I don't know what events are available in your country. Um, but if you go to these events, um, people will have uh, VR headsets, people will have Ed trackers, and most people are pretty happy to let you have a try. I have to say, I tried the Ed tracker for all of about three minutes at LaveCon 2014. Um, before I decided this is definitely something I'm going to need. Um, and they'd actually sold out. I mean, the guys were such a huge hit that year. Um, they'd actually sold out of all their pre-built stock. So um, I, I ordered one with them and they sent it to me later. 
but um yeah i must admit i found, I found the ed tracker to be an absolute godsend especially in mm. cqc um yeah. i've uh, it's <laughs> just the ability to be able to track uh, and see what direction that someone is is actually changing to to be honest with planetary That's landings fine. um because you've got that when you're flying around the planet because you need to keep your um attitude in the blue zone in order to, uh-huh. to do a fast orbit of a planet i find without the ed tracker i can't watch what's going on on the planet while i fly at that angle so if i'm looking for a base that i'm about to land at and i'm flying around the planet in the blue zone if i don't have the ed tracker switched on i can't yeah. accurately drop out of orbit and that's you know it's always the ed tracker has always been a thing for me um that i've used it to navigate around planets or, or like you know if you're fuel scooping from a star and the target you need to fly towards is on the other side of the star i fly around at a sort of stand at a sort of fixed altitude but the ed tracker just means that i can look up at the planet or, or the star and just make sure that i'm not getting too close to it and again you like say for cqc i imagine i don't really play much cqc but i imagine it's essential i find even within dogfights within the main game the ability to just kind of look around and see where your opponent is is absolutely essential yeah i, I completely agree with that because the um uh, the first thing that you test out both uh, the ed tracker and the and the google cardboard in is is the you know the the first solar flare uh, well, it used to be in an asteroid field. Now they've they've gone and no, the the canisters in the asteroid field. Mm. You know, the very first track training mission. The first thing you do is to te- is to test whatever head tracking or VR system you've got is in that. Yeah, and it makes such a difference when you can actually see what's out to the side uh, just by twitching your head a little bit. That it it just the immersion factor, and I don't want to go on about immersion factor because people just yeah. <laughs> go on about breaking immersion, yeah. <laughs> but but the immersion factor is absolutely fantastic. And I'd say the only downside of all this is basically when you've got one of these headsets on, you don't have to look at Pratt. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, there is that. <laughs> there is a cost, and that, that is there, you can't do anything cost. cool while wearing a headset. Yeah, yeah. No, Whilst we're talking about the ED tracker, do we know what's happening with their wireless one yet? No, because they did say at um, LaveCon, I was going to say this this year, but it's not this year anymore. Uh, LaveCon 2015, they said that the wireless ED tracker should be available by Christmas, um, and I haven't seen it yet on their website. So I don't know if they've run into prototyping issues with it or manufacturing issues with it. Um, but yes, at the moment, the Ed Tracker does require uh, a USB lead to work, uh, yeah. and they are working on a, a wireless version, which will probably be, I'd imagine, a fair bit more. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it adds another 20, 30-odd quid to it. Yeah, uh, the, no one, the one problem with both the headsets and, and the ED Tracker is that when I was, I was testing it out using the ED Tracker, I looked like something out of the Borg. Because I had that many <laughs> wires coming out of the, either the headset, the ED tracker, and, and uh, obviously my my headset for 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 audio. Because I've got to use voice attack. The one thing <laughs> that I I've got to use voice attack because there's no way in the middle of a dogfight I can stab, make a, a blinding stab at the keyboard. <laughs> well, <laughs> and it'll be a, like, a bit like Commander Thane in the very first episode, yeah. I do believe. <laughs> <laughs> but you think, you know, you think you look silly using the headsets. I don't wear 
headphones to play Elite. So I had to go into Claire's accessories and buy an Alice band to attach the headphones to. <laughs> <laughs> so I, when I'm playing Elite Dangerous, I'm, I'm wearing like an Alice band in my hair um, with, with a, with a Tic Tac box stuck to it. Um, uh, because again... Yeah, yeah be a Hello Kitty one. Yeah, because <laughs> I, um, I got my head tracker before they came with a nice um, black box that it can go in. At the time I got them, it was just supplied as a... Uh, as like a circuit board and i i, I found a tic-tac box to <laughs> to basically house it in um and uh so that's you know that's my look when i'm um did you pick up a pair of lady slacks while you were there i should have done i really should have done but that's occasionally when when i have occasionally done twitch streams with my webcam on and people can see me occasionally you'll see in the twitch chat people going what what has he got on his head because <laughs> um, not only is it in a tic tac box on an alice band it's actually attached with white tape and the usb lead i use for it is also white so it's not a it's certainly not a subtle thing that blends in with my um luscious raven locks <laughs> well um I, w- I, w- I would say to to people if, if you've got the time and you want to have a try it give it a bash but um it's not for the faint-hearted um, <laughs> yeah. Even with with CPT White's excellent guide, uh, I mean, I'm putting one together as well for um, Trinus, who we, who have uh, basically done the software which makes this pop, uh, possible. Um, I, I would say you've got to be a little bit dedicated in order to do this. Okay. Well, if we're done with that, then um, I'm going to tell everybody that uh, we don't have a main discussion topic this week because it's uh, after Christmas and there hasn't been a lot of news. Um, so I just wanted to remind people about LaveCon 2016. Um, I dare say that most of our uh, treasured listeners probably already have tickets, but uh, if you haven't bought them yet because you've been waiting for your next paycheck, just to let you know that last I heard, and this was over a week ago, that over half of the hotel had been sold. Um, so, yeah, so we're well on the way. I, I don't think we... I think we're going to fill that hotel... Uh, you know, we're gonna maybe we're gonna have people camped on the lawn. I don't know, um, but yeah, if you want to get your tickets, I'd get them sooner rather than later, people. Um, and I'm sure you know, closer to the time, we'll 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 be discussing it. Uh, you know, what exactly is going to be going on? Um, does anything official been announced? Is Frontier going to be there again? Do we even know that? Silence. Uh, I, I, I think I, officially we don't know a lot, do we? I don't think I don't think we know anything. I mean, Ben mentioned in passing that Karash might be there, and Karash freaked out because he didn't know anything about it. So um. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even mention that might be there. I just mentioned Karash might know some people. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> but yes, Karash did get very worried. So hopefully, Karash can be there. Well, you know, actually, there's me talking about do we officially know if Frontier are going to be there. We probably won't even know if they're officially going to be there until three days before, will we? <laughs> That's usually the way it works out. Um, I mean, I think we can unofficially say that they will probably be there, maybe kind of, sort of. There, there will be a presence there. Can we yeah. say that? Oh, yeah. and this thing I think that I loved about last year's Lave Compo was we had an official presence of late from Frontier with Ed, Zach, Mike, and I think Sandy was official as well. But then we had a whole load of other Frontier staffers who just showed up off their own bat, bought their own tickets, and you know, 
just came out and hung out with us. Some of who said, yeah, actually, well, I am a Frontier staffer. Others, we didn't even know that they worked for Frontier. <laughs> and I, I, know, I think and that was that. awesome that they, they just come along because they're such awesome people and LaveCon is such a great event and it's just a, it's a nice, fun experience for them to have. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I was impressed how many people turned up from Frontier. Um, I think it was just a case of, you know what people are like, uh, you know, they didn't want to commit to saying they could come, so, you know, they just turned up, you know, off their own back, because it was easy to do that way, so uh, well done to those people. Um, but I'm going to be there, I've already, I can I can officially announce that I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there? Oh, yeah. So, I um, should hopefully be able to make it this time, maybe. Um... <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, I'm really I, hoping. I have, yeah, despite the fact it's actually over my 40th birthday, my wife has given me express permission, if not insistence, that I go. <laughs> okay. So, is yeah, she see, I basically... Is she seeing her told, handsome golf tutor that weekend? I, I suspect she's. He, she might be seeing somebody that weekend. Uh, he's tennis, probably, tennis lesson, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, but no, she's my my wife is awesome about these kind of things. Even though she doesn't play the game or really get it, she she knows that I enjoy going to these things and speaking with everybody and meeting everyone. And because you, know, you guys are so awesome. We are. It has um, to be said. By you, we are. By you. I'm we not talking awesome. about you, Chris. I'm talking about the community. Oh, why well, you suck? <laughs> yeah, the community. <laughs> Only if you're... No, behave. <laughs> to be fair, it is the community that makes that event. Uh, so many interesting and different people turning up. Um, and we just do some crazy stuff. Unfortunately, oh, I've got one thing that might sadden some people. Um, because we have booked out the whole of the hotel this time, there's not going to be any naked brides. Um, which was like yeah, last year. No, no, so. don't, 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 don't promise that too early, John. I have, <laughs> I have not yet decided on my outfit for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just worried now, actually. I've said that, and then Karen's going to say tomorrow that people have started wanting refunds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what? No, no, that, that's, that's an advertised feature of LaveCon, Naked Brides and um, get a wedding, guest, wedding guest fights. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I'm, Are we I'm hoping the Christmas audio message. Yeah, no, I'm I'm hoping that uh, I'm going to be able to coincide some sort of um, escape velocity finale with Lavecon. It probably won't work out that way though, and it obviously it won't be. I'm not I'm not saying that escape velocity is going to end at Lavecon. It would just be nice to have a sort of season, big season finish for Lavecon. But um, whether or not it will actually work out timing that way, um, I don't know. Yeah, I just got on my notes this this uh, Christmas audio message. Are we able to do that, Chris? Uh, oh, if we, if I can find it, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it is also it's the fifth of it's the fifth of January, so we are still technically allowed to play it tonight. Um, yes, but if it's you the twelfth day of Christmas. Yes, if you are listening to the podcast on download, though, shame on you, shame on you for listening to a Christmas message after twelfth <laughs> night. Uh, what's um, just happened outside Lave? I'm getting a message saying crime scene called and initialized. All ships must submit to police scan. What are you all doing? One of you guys want to give me a clue where I might find it? Whilst you do that, shall I give a little bit of the, of the background towards Yes, that? go on. Please do, please do. Uh, okay, so back in December, obviously, um, oh, Commander Coldweiber 
Cold, uh, Cold Glider from Radio Sidewinder got in touch with ourselves and a bunch of other commanders in the in the radio side of life. So ourselves, um, Huston Orbital Radio, Radio Sidewinder, and basically said, hey, I think it would be a real nice idea if we put together a, a community message basically saying that, you know, we're different radio stations, but we all love each other. We're all one community and one group of... We're all gamers and basically a nice call of unity. And I thought that was a very nice little Christmas message. And I guess some of the other guys did too, because he got a bollard of commanders who basically got in touch with him and recorded a little message for them and things like that. And I thought it, it felt very seasonable. Seasonable? I can't even speak right tonight. It felt very seasonal and just seemed appropriate given how much I don't want to say stress but dissension in the ranks maybe you know with there's a lot of people who are being very anti Xbox One or anti pirate or anti this or anti that it's like who cares just play the game and have fun while you're doing it and that's what it's all about and I think that's important to remember yeah, it's nice as well that these other, you know, podcasts are, um, you know, don't look at us as, you know, com- competition. Um, although I must stress that we are the first and the original, the longest running <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm joking. I don't want this to devolve into a stasis and stretch uh, slash elite. No. So, no, no, we don't want it yet. So we love, uh, we love all radio stations. Um, yeah. Anyone who does anything for the community in a public-facing environment deserves all the recognition that they get. Yeah. Is that suitably politically correct? Um, yeah, they deserve all the recognition or all the infamy, whichever way you want to look at it. <laughs> yeah. Come in to Commander Jarvis. At this time of year, we're reminded that although we may have our differences, we're still one community of pilots making our way through the galaxy. In the spirit of goodwill, we'd like to wish you a peaceful holiday season from your favorite galactic radio station, whether that's Lave Radio, Hutton Orbital, or Radio Sidewinder. Greetings, Commanders. This is Ben Moss Woodward from Lave Radio, otherwise known as Commander Aid Levite. I'd like to wish everyone an excellent Christmas and a happy new year. It doesn't matter what role you play, be it a dirty pirate or a filthy trucker, to a glory-seeking bounty hunter. It doesn't matter where we come from, we're all commanders, so fly safe out there, and if you can't do that, fly dangerous. This is Cheska Zubriovka from Radio Sidewinder, wishing you and your family a happy holiday season. Oh yes, this is Dr. Arkanon. What do I want this festive season? Unknown artifacts wrapped up in asps. Enjoy yourselves. This is Mayor Sechendar from Radio Sidewinder. Have a wonderful holiday and a prosperous new year. I'm Rudolf Hucker, and I've been asked by Alzin to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. Of course, if you don't celebrate Christmas, I'd like to wish you a fantastic winter holiday. Of course, if you're not on holiday, I'd like to say just enjoy yourself, chill out and relax. Unless, of course, you're snoz, in which case there are lots of emails to get on with. So this, uh, this pirate comes up to me, right, and he says... Festive greetings, Commander. 
And I said, yeah, I sorted you right out and copped him right in the baubles. This is Commander Rankonius from Radio Sidewinder. We wish you all the best for your entire holiday season, a happy new year, and for any of you that aren't celebrating Christmas or any other festivities, we hope you have a great week too. Oh, and I almost forgot, fly safe, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. Second Technician Fuzzer Forrester from Lave Radio here. The crew of the Orange Sidewinder would like to wish you and your families a very Merry Christmas. Fly safe, and if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Don Antonacci would like to wish all of the truckers and all of the pirates a very, very successful Christmas. This is Commander Arbitration from Radio Sidewinder. Merry Christmas and have a Happy New Year. What's that you say? Radio Sidewinder here at Christmas? Good idea. We'll get them a drink. No, no, we wouldn't use that. I wouldn't use that for cleaning the windows. How about a Centauri Mega Gin? You're not supposed to hit him with the bottle. Ah, no more gin for me, Grant. I'm lightheaded enough. Hi, this is Cold Glider from Radio Sidewinder. And I want to thank everyone at Hutton Orbital and at Lave Radio for helping us spread the holiday cheer. And to you, Commander, I wish tax-free trading, metal-rich mining, conquest and combat, and exhilarating exploration in the new year. G'day, guys. This is Gluttony. I'd like to uh, wish everybody out there a wonderful Christmas. Because I want to steal all your presents in January. Catch you later. Gluttony. Hello, Commander. This is Commander Blackbart of Radio Sidewinder. And I would like to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a prosperous and healthy New Year. Hi, it's Psychoco here from Lave Radio and Hutton Orbital Radio. And both stations very much want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hi there, I'm Commander Neuroplay. Thanks for listening through 3301, and we look forward to broadcasting to you in the new year. Happy holidays! 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 Wonder Dali from Little Giuseppe to all of the truckers. Happy holidays! Ah, oh, that was nice. That fills me with 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 the Christmas spirit. And yeah. do you know what? Technically, and that was actually pretty good. Too. Yeah, technically, that was pretty good timing as well because it actually covered a Skype crash, <laughs> 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 which was really useful. Oh, yeah, it was cool. Good. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Well, I've been away, so I'm not surprised nobody asked me to do a message. I probably couldn't have done one anyway. So, uh, but it's good of Fozzer to do one. A new band. Thank you for uh, representing. You didn't see the hand gesture I just did then. But, uh, <laughs> oh, but I imagine it was car. tragic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Grant, sorry, yeah. Um, okay, right. Well, it's coming to that time when I think we're going to have to wrap the show up early this evening because uh, we didn't have a main topic. What we'd like is for people to send us more main topics. Uh, I know that there was probably some questions from last year that we didn't get to, um, but uh, perhaps we can kind of reorganise now uh, next week when everyone's back off their Christmas holidays um, and get that sorted. So, yeah, um, and hopefully the year will be now that Christmas is out of the way and the sort of hiatus is is, is done, hopefully more interesting stuff will actually be happening in Elite because after a very exciting Horizons release and lots of interesting things immediately following it, um, 
been a bit quiet, really, hasn't it? Yeah, well, I've been busy with my Kickstarter, and you've probably been busy with your audio stuff, haven't you? No, no, mostly just family and travelling around. Oh, I've, uh, right, okay. I've been, I've been more getting, you know, I mean, it's, it's quite frustrating because because I love it and I love spending time with family and I love celebrating and that sort of thing. Um, but it's always a time of year when I just get no work done at all. Um, so, apologies for that. <laughs> Oh well, fair enough. Well, well there's the usual people. Can I actually with... ask something that you might oh, want to answer, Chris? Go on then. I know during your Patreon you said you were wanting to get a whole load of recording done when Amy was off over Christmas. How did that go? It didn't. Uh, unfortunately no i did send out a message to uh, my patreon supporters um, but i should mention oh, to any okay, escape velocity fans who aren't aren't uh, supporting us on patreon um unfortunately we weren't the amount of time that amy was actually down from university didn't coincide with being able to get scripts done in a, in a kind of good quality fashion um she was basically she was going to be down quite a lot before christmas and not very much after um, so I had to make a decision on whether I would try and rush getting scripts finished in time. Uh, and I, you know, obviously I made the decision that the quality of Escape Velocity um, comes first. So what we're looking at is trying to find a time when we can uh, get Amy back down from university. Um, and obviously I'll cover transport costs and stuff like that, which is something that I hadn't originally planned for in the budget. Um, but I'll, I'll work around Um because I was sort of saying that it was either that or it was start series three in such a way that Amy's character was written out for a bit, but I, I really didn't think that made any sense to the story and it wasn't, it wasn't going to enable me to tell the story from this point that I wanted to tell. So, um, we've had to just let that recording window slide. Um, and I'm, I'm waiting to hear back from some of the actors about when we can get together and actually do recording, uh, and what our kind of new target for scripts is. Uh, well, I suppose we better shout out to some people who've actually sat with us this evening. Um, I, unfortunately, I just went on to the, um, the, the Twitch stream, uh, and there's nobody in the chat there, so I don't know whether uh, there was problems and people gave up, so sorry about that, if that's the case. <laughs> but, in the, um, but in the Live Radio chat, which works as always, uh, we have Penguin, we have Ailsgriff, Alien, Arkenbaust, Azuron, uh, Base Nine, Bapster, High Bite, Ice Fire, Commander Ripped, Tea Time, Woo, um, Didix, Grand Solo, I Neem, uh, Karash is there. Hello, Karash. Uh, Mark This, Mind Wipe, Mr. Midden, um, Milesen, Pooh, Sneeve. <laughs> no, hello, Pooh. <laughs> Sneevus. I'm sure someone's trolling us now. Um, Sneevus, Starion, Upper Bottom. Um, my favourite bottom. Um, Ventura, Wurloz, and Wotherspoon. So, uh, if I did miss you out, sorry. Uh, but I think I got everybody. That's cool. And outside Lave Station, we have Commander Mindwipe, Commander Dissington, Commander Ufa, Commander Slapshot, Commander Gerber, Commander J. Whitehouse, Commander Bapster, uh, Commander Lucius NCJ, Commander Upper Bottom, and I can't scroll down to see the rest of the list. Hang on. Uh, Commander Arkenbaust. There you go. Glad we didn't miss you. Um, so thanks for joining oh, us. Outside. Commander, yeah, Commander Jay Whitehouse made the list as well, according to my notes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, I don't um, want to miss that. Either. So thank you if you joined us to listen to oh. the show. Thank you also if you were just a random player passing through Lave. 
who <laughs> gets a random <laughs> shout out on the show there's a few <laughs> names a couple of names there i don't recognize to be honest but um but welcome one welcome all I think we also have to give a special shout out to Mindwipe, who crazily flew 700 light years to get to Lave. I'm wow, not sure if he's flying back that away, but you know that that's an impressive amount. He probably had some rare goods to sell in Lave anyway. <laughs> he just wants his brandy. Oh, fair enough. Okay, right. I'm going to wrap it up then. Um, so that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. Uh, just a reminder: if you'd like to get in touch, then you can email us info at laveradio.com. We're on facebook.com forward slash Lave Radio uh, and at Lave Radio on Twitter. Uh, we still have the Skype chat channel going. Uh, if you want to uh, join that, add Fozzer One Hundred One to your Skype contacts, and then you will be admitted. Um, or you can join our Teamspeak server where commanders come to hang out and chat. Uh, the host name for that is layradio.teamspeak3.com. Uh, just a reminder, if you're listening to this on a podcast recording, um, you can listen live on Tuesday evenings at half past eight GMT. Um, if you go to layradio.com forward slash live. So thank you to Chris and thank you, Ben, for sticking around for, um, well, quite a while. Uh, thanks to all the commanders who's joined us in game or on the chat Uh, and that just leaves me to say until next time fly safe and if you can't do that fly dangerous Two seconds, I'll be right back.